Hello and welcome to another episode of Called Bank Sports. Uh, we've had a couple moves by the Jazz in this past week, so let's get into it. We had the draft, uh, we had the favors trade, and so now it's really off-season is getting ready to start. So let's break down what has happened this week, and then let's let's talk about what we think might happen in the future. There has been some leaked information about the Conley contract, but let's get started with the draft because I think this was the biggest win the Jazz possibly could have come out of the draft with, in, in my opinion. But what do you think? I agree with you entirely on that, where, I mean, if you look at it, obviously, if you're grading on like a curve, other teams like the Rockets did a lot better than the Jazz just because of who they were able to pick up. But if you're grading on like what the team needed and what position the team was in, the Jazz absolutely smashed the ball out of the park on this one. Like, I really love everything that they did. They got out of the 30th pick, so you don't have that guaranteed contract, which is going to bog you down on the salary cap and having to pay an insane amount of tax on it. You drop all the way down to 40. Honestly, get the player you probably would have picked up at 30 anyway, Jared Butler, who um, was either a late lottery like to the 20th pick talent up until he had his health issues and he's been cleared to play by the NBA. So the question is kind of like, how serious is this actually? And if you trust the NBA, it's not really that serious at all. Like the NBA does not want someone with heart problems playing and dying on the court. They've had a couple of players die on the court and it's not something they ever want to repeat. Like it's not good for the individual first and foremost, obviously, but it's not good for the sport as a whole at all. So I think Jared Butler was an amazing pickup at the 40th pick, like just an absolute, obviously he's not a top 10 pick, but no one expects to get a top 10 pick at number 40. Yeah, he's, I know everyone in the organization is excited about having him. I've heard only good things from the jazz organization, which is something that we we missed out on last year in the draft. That <laughs> there was obviously that drama and confusion going on. Um, but I, after I heard they picked him up, I tried to do it. Like obviously, I, I don't watch a ton of college basketball, so I knew Baylor was a good team and he played against good talent, and that that was about it. So I did some research on his stats, um, tried to watch clips from games, and I'm. Now, obviously, like like you said, he's not a top 10 talent. He's not going to come in and change how the Jazz play. And he's probably not going to play most every game this year. Would be if, if last year's rotation is any indication, unless there's some big trades and, and yeah. our bench is, a, is not nearly as deep. But he's he's a decent ball handler. It's not like he's he's an amazing ball handler, but he has good court vision and he's a creative passer. Is, is and, what I've seen from him, which is something that we've been missing on the bench. We had yeah. that with Conley, but we haven't really had that with anyone else. And he is only 20 years old. So he's not like a, that 22-year-old coming out of college like Davion Mitchell, who mm-hmm. was, you know, just so much more physically advanced than other play, than the players he was playing against, just more mature. So he is a bit older, but not super old. So there's still a lot of room for improvement there. Yeah, right. I... I would love to see him in the regular rotation, at least for a good stretch this season. But we'll see. Like we'll see how it happens. The Jazz are in win now, so they're not going yeah. to prioritize the rookies' minutes over winning games. 
And I really honestly think there would probably only be two players in the draft off the top of my head who you would really look at and could possibly come in and I would feel pretty confident about seeing a lot of minutes. And that would be Mobley because obviously he could come in and play the backup center role now that we got rid of favors. And the other one would be Davion Mitchell, who's just an older player and could possibly come see um, just come and get some solid backup minutes. And both of those guys were lottery picks. And he's just the off brand of Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yes, we did not get another D Mitchell. Hopefully we we never get that. You know, that'll just make things way too confusing. <laughs> um, but I honestly, I'm really happy with the pickup. If you look at his three point shooting, which it's obviously a bit closer um, when you get to the above the break three in college than it, than it is in the NBA. He was shooting, where's the number? 41.6%. And he was shooting 52.5% from um, from two for the season. So, I mean, he can hit shots. And like you said, there's definitely some flaws there. But as long as he's able to play in this summer league in the next you know week or two, we're going to get to see some more of him and just be able to have like a really good like idea of what he could be for the jazz. Yeah. I, I would expect, I, I judge him as like a Royce O'Neal level three point shooter right now. So yeah. if he's open, shoot it. But his free throw percentage was just under 80%. Uh, so it's, to me, that tells me he's definitely not a knockdown shooter. He's not going to come in and just hit shots but he can hit them and he's probably going to develop that as he gets used to the NBA three point line. No, that is true. I had forgot to look at the free throw percentage. So hopefully he's able to get used to it. And yeah, I'm just overall really happy about this pick because it was picked up at number 40. And I believe the jazz got two more second round draft picks, which means which, that's two more guys in the future. You're going to be able to stash. And, and we've seen like, I think this this is the first time in a while that the Jazz have I think they've really had an incredible second round pick. But yeah. look at the Nuggets and the kind of like it's not like they have game changing talent from the second round, but they've been able to like in recent drafts there've been hey. big names that they thought were lottery that dropped down to second round. Hey, you and... you can't say they didn't have game changing talent from the second round. Well, Jokic was a second round pick. The I... MVP and that's that's a while ago though. I'm talking about like the last like two okay. or three drafts. Okay. Where they, they've, they've been right. able to pick up names like Bull Bull where you thought, hey, this guy's like initially you're like, oh, he's a top three pick, drops down to the second round, and at the very least he's an awesome trade asset. So and when you're in a win now mode, you're able to make those kind of risks and yeah. and hopefully that pays off for the jazz. No, I, and I really just think that's why everyone is so happy about what the Jazz did is because they didn't need to do anything crazy and they didn't do anything crazy. But like you can't knock any move, even if, um, you know, even if Jared Butler has health problems and isn't able to play in the league. I mean, you picked him up at 40. You really didn't give up that much overall. Like maybe maybe there was another player you could have picked up. But again, like picking up a lottery level or, you know, like around 20-ish pick talent at 40 is kind of what you have to do at that point. Like, I don't think the Jazz could have picked anyone else. Yeah, and it, it like like you said, it's worth the risk. Even if he has health conditions that shortens his career, like the the alternative is getting someone who's just going to be on the G League team for three years and then out of the league, most likely. Yeah. 
obviously we could be wrong. There's always people in the second round that come out and turn into Isaiah Thomas for a couple of years, but yeah, that would be, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah. So overall, I think both of us are really happy with this draft and just with what the jazz were able to do being slotted at 30. And I, I mean, kind of going back to what you said earlier, where there were a lot of people who were not happy with the um, Doak pickup last year. And I have mixed feelings on it. I know that there were mixed feelings in the front office from what I've read, but that pickup could be looking really good this year, depending on what goes on. Since like we were talking about earlier, Derek favors got traded to the Oklahoma city thunder um, yesterday, which begs the question. um, They sent a first round draft pick to OKC um, just because that's what happens when you want to clear contract um, contract space. But is anyone ever going to talk to Sam Presti since I feel like at some point this goes from being fun to kind of being like, I'm worried about his mental health. <laughs> <laughs> like, does he understand? Like, I understand Oklahoma City, you know, picked up Russell Westbrook, James Harden and Kevin Durant with high picks in the draft. And some of those were number one picks. But like, I, I, I'm concerned for his health, you know, if, like at some point you have to draft players. You can't just keep getting draft picks. Well, and and he's like they're thinking about trading Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is by far the best player on the team, for yeah. more picks. Who and he's like what twenty three now? So yeah, I, I'm just you know I'm just kind of concerned. Like I I don't know if it's really my place to have like an open intervention about him, but like but I mean at some point you need to do something. <laughs> Back in the day with Cleveland, where you they they had to create the Stepien rule because their owner traded away all their picks, and so that's where oh. the rule is where you're not allowed to trade consecutive first round picks. I was unaware of that. Okay. So now, now they're going to have the, the Presti rule where you're Presti only allowed rule. to have so many picks in a, like three year span or something. Oh my gosh! So back to Derek Favors, since we're not an Oklahoma City podcast. Thankfully, thankfully we're not an <laughs> Oklahoma City podcast. Um. First of all, just like, obviously, I I don't imagine he'll be watching this, but thank you so much. Like, losing Derek the first time was kind of rough, and losing him the second time is rough, but he's just a great guy, just great player, just, like, solid stand-up part of the organization, and it's been awesome seeing him play this long. Like, he's honestly, when I look at it, like, who the Jazz are, since he's the only player that I can remember from, like, middle school and elementary school other than Kyle Korver, who was here for a bit, who's actually been on the jazz for pretty much most of my living memory. So it is like, it sucks to see him go, but I do think the jazz needed to make this move. Yeah, it it's sad, but like we, I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how every single player in the jazz rotation is like part of like the Utah jazz. And yeah. it's not like it's not like we don't have any players in the rotate. Like most teams have players in the rotation that were just like, okay, they've they've been here. That's they're fine trading them. Now it's like they're all part of the culture, and it's going to be rough to see any rotation players traded. And and that's what we we're talking about with potential uh, trade options. We've been noted as we've done a few trade videos throughout the year. We've seen that, so we might have to get ready for that because I know the Jazz are looking to make other moves, and there's a good chance we're going to have to say goodbye to someone like uh, Bogdanovich or Joe Ingles, depending on what kind of moves the Jazz are going after. So this is like the first, this is the prepping sad to see Derek Favors go, but we might have to be sad to see some other players go too. Yeah. And 
at least with the other players, it's going to be sad to see them go. Who do we get back? Because this yeah. trade was purely to dump salary. I can't find any exact numbers. And so I could be a hundred percent wrong, but my understanding is now if the jazz were to pay Mike Conley 25 million a year, they go from having to pay a 60 extra mil, 60 extra million to the NBA every year in tax to somewhere around 30 million. So that's a lot of money. <laughs> I can't even comprehend that. Sometimes I feel like, you know, we treat um, NBA salaries like each million is just a hundred dollars, which I mean, obviously we can't fathom paying somebody $10 million a year, but someone like Ryan Smith is a lot more capable of doing that because of the money that he has. But yeah, this was big. Um, it definitely leads into the jazz re-signing Mike Conley. While I definitely think Mike could go somewhere else. I'm pretty confident he's staying here in Utah. I don't really know what the jazz are going to do for point guard. If you know, Mike doesn't stay. So part of trading Derek favors does really seem like the jazz showing confidence that they'll be able to get Mike Conley back. Yeah. If, if Mike doesn't come back, then we're in a situation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's going to be rough for the team. Maybe we can just trade all of our team for the lake to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. Since, (laughs) since they have like four or five guys on the roster now. And I, I don't see that flying for the whole season. That maybe we can probably get deeper into this in another video, but I just wanted to bring up how it's becoming a trend for teams to just load up on huge contracts of big name players and then have no depth. And this has been the past couple of years. You were seeing that with like the Nets, they traded away a lot of their depth for James Harden. And And that that was a pretty good deal there. Someone gets injured. (laughs) Yeah. And then the Lakers are. Or have did that when they got Anthony Davis, and now they did it again to get Westbrook. So it worked out for the Lakers one year, but they had a huge break in between in order to avoid any, any injuries. And I know they were working out the whole time to say, like, in shape that whole time. So, yeah. I, and with how many injuries we saw this year, I don't think that's working out, but it's becoming a trend. So, and I hope the Jazz really... don't do that because that's how a championship <laughs> window opens up for the Jazz is they run against a super team that has no depth and one of the stars is injured. And I really hate hoping for injuries like that, but that is kind of in part how this league works. Like, you know, you can load up on talent, but then all of a sudden if Harden and Kyrie are injured, then you're not going to be able to win unless of course you just decide to shoot a three pointer instead of a two pointer. But I won't hound Kevin Durant (laughs) for that. Um, I know like Kevin Durant without those two in that team, they'd be like a, a sixth or seventh seed yeah that's how good kevin durant is but they're not going to be the two seed without those two players no and that's like kind of what you're saying trading away a lot of your depth is that what if mike just straight up leaves and the jazz don't execute a sign and trade then that's going to be kind of what we see is if the jazz want to get another feasible point guard unless someone on a veteran minimum wants to come in and just say hey this is my best shot at a title um, obviously I don't see like Chris Paul deciding to lead Phoenix just to come to the jazz for a veterans minimum. Let's make but, that happen. Yeah. <laughs> the jazz would have to trade away a lot to get a guard. And that's why, like when we went over the Mike Conley trade video is why in the end I see Mike Conley being back. Yes. Obviously if I'm playing 2k, Mike Conley isn't my ideal pick for point guard, but sadly this is not 2k. 
we're not able to just go do some crazy thing and get whoever um, like the jazz want, like that's not going to happen. So we have to accept the fact that yes, Mike Conley has some injury issues, but he's the best thing we've got. And while I do think the rumors floating around that the jazz are going to offer him 75 million over three years um, is a bit disconcerting, disconcerting for me. But really when I look at it in the end, like they need to come to the table and show, Hey, say, Hey Mike, we want you. If they go in with like a two year, $30 million contract offer, Mike's just going to be like, Oh, so that's like what everything I gave you last year was worth and just leave. So I was hoping there'd be some more negotiation there since I feel like 25 million a year is the high end for Mike, maybe like try to get him down to like 20. But I mean, at this point, it's not like the jazz can sign anyone else, I guess. So if the Smith family is willing to pay that luxury tax, then pay him what he's worth. I just hope the third year on that deal is a team option, not a player option. Yeah, that would, I agree with you. Like the length is a little bit concerning. The amount is exactly what I expected. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I would rather pay him. I think he's worth more in the high teens, uh, low twenties range, but he has all the leverage against the jazz. So that's what the jazz have to pay him. And I would prefer two year, fifty million, but yeah. And so that's yeah. the thing. I mean, uh, two year fifty million is what I was thinking, and I don't think you're going to get a two year fifty million where the second year isn't like a hundred percent guaranteed. So if it ends up being a two year fifty million with a third year option for the Jazz to pick it up and pay him another twenty five, then you can either move him, you know, if he's still doing really good and that's what's best for the team, or you can keep him and while I do think his hamstring is going to be nagging at him, let's say these next two years are great. And he's like, just hits, gets lucky. Doesn't have really any hamstring problems and keeps playing at the level he's playing at. Like I could see that third year actually being valuable. I don't think it will be, but I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. And Chris, Chris Paul, several years older than Mike Conley. He's playing great. Yeah. Obviously they, they've been, they're not quite the same player. Chris Paul's been a better player for most of their careers, but uh, Mike Conley could age well. And just like Chris Paul, Chris Paul's had some injury issues, but this season he was great. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I yeah. think Mike Conley could have a pretty long career ahead of him still, but I don't know at 25 million, that's, it's a lot of money. It is definitely a lot of money. And thankfully we're not paying it. Um, no. <laughs> It's really easy for me to say that it's a lot of money, but thankfully my pocketbook is not being hurt either way. So dang, no, that's this week was a lot more eventful for the jazz than I thought it would be. I just kind of thought the draft would be like, so, so, and obviously there's still the floating question of who's going to be backup center. I don't think it's going to be as a I think they're going to find someone to use the mid-level exception on, but at the same time, like, I really think as much as some people don't like the Doak trade and as much as his injury could be a bit concerning, um, depending on how he comes back from it. I really think he could be a key, like future piece for the jazz. Like, I really think he could like bridge the gap, um, be backup center for a bit until Rudy's contract expires here in five years. And maybe he's good enough that the jazz decide to move on. Like, I think he has a lot of talent. I think he's a great body, a lot of athleticism. I'm hopeful we get to see him play more this year in meaningful minutes. 
as long as it's not a detriment to the Jazz, which it might very well be just because he's still really young. Like he's still on his rookie contract without getting really any playing time this last year. Yeah. And the Jazz should have several blowouts this year. There's still a really good team and there's plenty of bad teams out there. So at, at the very least, he should see last six minutes of the fourth quarter in games like those. Yeah. No, I, I think, I mean, there's going to be garbage time for sure. So I'm excited to see what happens. Like, we're going to have to look more at that backup center position. And thankfully, Summer League's coming up soon, so we can chat about that. And thank you guys so much for watching. Please like, subscribe, and comment if you have any questions or if we've said anything that you believe is incredibly stupid. <laughs> so thanks so much. Go Jazz, and have a great weekend. <laughs>